that's a home for you yeah home is where you can walk around in pajamas without feeling unsafe or judged or viewed or vilified home is mostly felt when shared with people you love and people you trust and you feel supported by because that's what makes you feel safe and when you safe among people among a place and then you're home for sure there's a feeling of safety that i think it's it needs to be the foundation what makes a home i mean it is definitely about people of course i guess for me a home it's a place where i can feel um feel safe to be myself at my best and at my worst to me home is a synonym to community Welcome home. I am Morgan Oleron and you're listening to season 3 of The Humans Inside the Pods, a podcast exploring the power of community one conversation at a time. On here we talk about challenges and growth with the people who choose to live with others and share the place they call home. If you're interested in the topic, you might like my book. It's called Have Your Cake and Share It Too, and it's a personal story about the world I grew up in, a world I stepped into, and a world I dream of. or the impact community living had on me. But back to the episode. We had a great time recording it. We sure hope you enjoy it. If you do, never hesitate to let us know through a review, a share, or a message. It takes a second, but it means a lot. Hi Christina, how are you? Hi. Hi. Good morning. I'm glad that we are managing to finally reconnect. Uh we've been trying for a while now, so I'm glad that we are connected now. I know. Um, well. Oh my god. It's uh, it's it's funny because with Zoom and with like online we get the the chance to I get the chance to talk to so many people but sometimes it's also so easy to miss uh, a, a, a calendar invite it's also the time differences and all of that so yeah it's been a little bit of a challenge but we finally made it so I'm really excited. Absolutely. Yeah. Can you just introduce yourself the way you want to and then we'll just go from there. Yeah, so uh Christy here. Uh I am currently based in Cyprus at the Hani Co-living, uh which is the first um co-living space here on the island of Cyprus. Cyprus is a small Mediterranean island and um you know, we we have many visitors from all over the world that that visit Cyprus uh, to enjoy the beautiful mountains and the beach and the villages and the culture here um and it's it's nice to actually have a co-living where we invite digital nomads a community of digital nomads low travelers and remote workers that can actually you know travel a little differently and and really enjoy slow life so uh back to the introduction though <laughs> i am christy uh born and bred in in limassol um and since the age of 17 i've made many different parts of the world my home um because of work mainly uh, but also passion my passion for travel the stimulation that i get when i when i visit new places when i interact with people from all over the world and cultures and all the learning that comes with it um has finally um brought me back to the island of cyprus where here i am now welcoming people from all over the world and building a community here Yeah. So you said work to pew to travel and explore and you made a lot of different parts of the world your home. 
um, what what was the calling to maybe come back to the source or whatever the word is? <laughs> yeah, um, everyone has a COVID story, you know. And actually, what bring me what brought me home and into this stillness was actually COVID. Um, you know, when travel uh, paused and the world forced, um, I felt that I wanted also some stillness. So it wasn't just COVID as such, but it was also my need to uh, remain still for a while. Um, you know, movement and constant traveling every two months, and there's a lot of beauty that comes from it. So much stimulation, but there's moments where your body and also emotionally, you get the message that you may have to stay still for a moment. And it was a good opportunity for me to really just remain still. And uh, so that's what that's exactly what brought me back to to Cyprus, which, by the way, I call home. But also, uh, I would say that a lot of other parts of the world also feel like home. Um, but I, 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 I enjoy Cyprus and, and my heart definitely belongs here. So it was nice to, to stay still for a moment and see Cyprus also from a per perspective of a traveler's point of view, because, you know, even when you, you were born somewhere, quite often you feel that you don't explore it as a traveler. And it's so refreshing to actually come back to Cyprus and just put the lenses of a traveler and because you interact with a lot of other travelers, you actually get to experience your hometown very differently. And there's just so much beauty that comes with that. Um, so yeah, I'm glad to be still here for a while. And, and to be honest, I'm challenging myself not to travel for the next uh, couple of months. <laughs> so yeah, let's see how that goes. <laughs> That's a nice, interesting challenge. Uh, yeah, I love what you're saying about seeing your hometown or home country as a as a as a tourist I mean not tourist but like someone who I, I feel exactly the same like I feel like I really don't have a good knowledge of France like obviously I know the region I'm from uh, but uh, yeah there's so much beauty in my country that I'm not aware of so one day I'll have to really like take that road trip because right now yeah. I'm exploring the British countryside and it's gorgeous and I'm sure there are places in France that are just as pretty yeah, no, so it's like when you're walking around your hometown in France with a friend, then you feel yes. sometimes that you get to see it from a different viewpoint, you know, especially when your friend comments on something and you're like, ah, I haven't seen it like this, you know, and Absolutely. then all of a sudden you're like, well, you notice things differently. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so what, I'm going to dive into it right away, but like what made you get into co-living? How did you even like learn about the concept is it something you've experienced yourself or for the past almost like five or six years um i've been running uh co-living co-working retreats with a company called unsettled i'm not sure for you who are not familiar with unsettled is a co-working retreat that takes young professional and digital nomads to many different parts of the world um and it was it was so fulfilling to to be part of a community that a like-minded community that ask themselves very similar questions to how what I always used to ask myself, you know, um, why why stay in an office? Why be in a nine to five job? Like, um, why are we what what are we all doing here? You know, um, you know, questions like why do we have to follow this rhythm of life that society tells us that we must follow? Um, and it was so 
almost like I use the word stimulation a lot, but <laughs> it's so stimulating almost to be having those conversations with people that, you know, have the same questions and, and feel that you can create a community of people that almost like think alike and you could share and learn from each other. And so that traveling with, with Unsettled, I was, I was leading experiences. So when I returned back, you know, to Cyprus, I started thinking, I, it was a need that I had to reconnect again with a similar community and a similar like-minded you know, crowd of people. And it's when I'm like, okay, if I can't find it on my doorstep, I must create it. Uh, I must do something to, to create and bring that community here because it feeds my soul um, you know, to have people that ask those deeper questions and they just don't live life just like because society told them to get a nine to five job, get a mortgage, you know. It, it really came from a need uh, from, yeah, reconnecting with, with, with that community when I came back. Um, so yeah, Dohani, Dohani was born and, and Dohani is used to be a traveler's inn. So it's an old building, it's like a hundred year old building that used to be a traveler's inn. It actually translates to, in Turkish language, it translates to traveler's inn, bed and breakfast. And also in Arabic, honey means carefree and happy. So there, there was a space there, an existing space a hundred years ago, brought people together. Travelers from the villages with their donkeys that wanted to go to the Limassol, like the, the, the historic center, or like for trading or to meet family members. Uh, they used to stop over into Travelers Inn and stay overnight. And so it always brought people together. So really it was about bringing life back to this building. Um, and I do have a side passion for old buildings and architecture in general. And I feel that like, it's such a shame that these buildings are not being used. And, so, and quite often, you know, in Cyprus, you will see a lot of abandoned buildings and you're like, but why is it not being used? And so when I saw this building and it was abandoned, uh, as soon as I walked in, I'm like, I'm not too sure what this will be, but there's potential here. There's potential here. And it was, of course, during COVID where, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty, but I thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to go in. And, and create, you know, what the reason why I wake up in the morning, if someone wants to ask me, is because I want to create. I want to wake up in the morning and every day of my life and create something and, and have something to work and create on. And so, I, so it was just the start of this project that was endless hard work uh, <laughs> and experimenting. In the beginning, there was a lot of uncertainty again, you know. Is Cyprus a destination for digital nomads and remote workers? Can we build this type of community in Cyprus? You know, people don't even know where Cyprus is. You know, it's like a small little island in the Mediterranean. Okay, it's known in Europe, but of course some parts of the world, you know, Cyprus is just a very small island. So there was a lot of questioning around how would I reach out to this community? And, you know, as everything, things happen organically. And then you start with a very different idea on how you would like the project to be. And then eventually the people that come in the project bring their ideas. And then you brainstorm with people and you understand how we can build this community of all these like-minded people. How does it work? And it happens really organically because when you have people and you have a building that's breathing, there's a lot happening. And then two years after I sit here and I'm like, I have no idea how it, how it all happens, but it was the people that came in and it was definitely the people that came in.
Wow. I wish yeah. people could, I sometimes I'm like, I should also do a video of the podcast because the, the energy and the passion that you have in also in your body language while you're telling the story is so beautiful. Thank you for I'm, sharing. I, I, <laughs> I am very glad there's no video right now. <laughs> I was uh I was in I was in Anseo co-living you maybe have heard of it yes, yeah. uh, co-living in Galicia yes and I was there for a workshop and we had to each participant had to talk for like seven minutes and it was recorded and I saw the recording of, of myself and I moved so much like my hands and I was like whoa I had no idea sometimes it's really interesting to watch yourself like talking yeah, so much. yeah. I was really like whoa and I don't want to go into stereotypes but I'm like 25% Italian and I think yeah it all stay it's all in the hands because <laughs> I'm constantly I definitely hear that yeah it's almost like a dance you know I mean there's a lot in that isn't yes. it so what do you know it's almost you want to dance with the conversation you have to move right if you're like just talking about what you love and you're standing still it's a bit like okay um yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's such a nice story and I love that the name of the place and the fact that it was already historically a place where people would come together is so beautiful so two years in you're saying um did you did you start it all before the people arrived was it just you did you find a team to help you like how did you yeah how did it start it's uh yeah, it's 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 actually quite interesting. This question is quite interesting because uh, you know when when I look two years ago um, and I read through the initial idea that I had and how I started um, was very different, you know. Um, and and as I said earlier, like it's the people that fit into it. But I started solo. I started solo, and then I seeked out to. Because of course, traveling was paused back then. So I seeked out to young professionals in our remote workers in Limassol that were seeking, you know, especially after COVID, COVID they were seeking to, to belong to a community. Um, you know, there was a lot of that where people were working, you know, solo at home or even that they were seeking community. So I started by reaching out to, to people like posting it on, you know, community pages uh, on Facebook. And then eventually I found a group uh, of uh, young professionals and remote workers, some locals, some expats, uh, some, you know, travelers that just ended up in Cyprus on lockdown. And they all agreed that they would join the honey. And it started in that way. And so uh you know some people were, were also a little uncertain in what co-living meant they were not very clear it was a very new concept you know to the world I mean it's a new concept now I mean but people used to live in communities since ever uh it's it's solely recently in really recent years that we think that it's okay to live in a one-bedroom apartment solo but people people need community and always did and so it was really nice to see how all this like you know like-minded people just came and some of them again didn't know what co-living was and then eventually we just organically made it into a communal space where people started you know skill sharing and cooking together and learn from each, each other and really expressing themselves in so many different ways and it was at the same time where there was construction happening I mean, the, the internal, the in, the, like the, the house was, I had to do some renovations, of course, in the house and make, you know, had to 
redecorate the house before people started moving in. But the the outdoors, there were still some works that I needed to kind of add to the house. And it was, again, really nice to see how people all contributed in making Dohani what it is today. Um, and then, you know, the... And then, and then when when traveling start opening it up and and living as a concept became even more popular and um, for travelers, uh, we what I really wanted the target to be slow travelers and remote workers. I wanted a community that was multicultural. I really feel that having people from every single part of the world, there's just so much learning and openness like that can happen when that's the case and so when traveling start, started to open up uh, it was when I started welcoming also travelers and then it was nice to see some locals staying there with some travelers and until today we still have some permanent colleague members that made the decision to make Dohani their home as a more permanent residence and then we also have the slow travelers and remote workers digital nomads let's say that come in and out and stay for three months to six months and so on. I don't think I've ever seen a place that is mixing like permanent. I mean, nothing's permanent, but like yeah, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> very long term. Like, uh, how did that happen? Do you have a minimum stay already? Um, so we have a minimum stay of one month. Wow, um, nice. Of course, the, there are situations where people tell us, we want to test it out. Can we come for two weeks? And, and we do make exceptions if we feel mm -hmm. that people, you know, have an idea on what co-living is. Uh, but they would typically then extend, you know, because they would realize that two weeks is not really enough to, to really feel settled in a place. Typically, course, yeah. we, we feel that people that stay for three months or more are people that really feel like Dohani as their home because they okay. can connect, create a routine, uh, find the rhythm and yeah. understand their neighborhood, connect with locals and they really make Dohani their home. Um, our more permanent residents are, uh, at the moment we have uh, two permanent residents um, from Italy and from Russia. And they just tested out initially for, for, for three months and then they extended to six months. And then they decided that they, they just wanted to continue living in a co-living space. Um, and at, uh, our longest co-living member is one year. One year, so they stayed for one year at Dohani. That's our longest uh, so wow. far. Yeah. And how, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think it's beautiful to be able to, we were, I was just, so I, I work for um, Co-Living Hub, the Association of uh, Co-Living Spaces for Digital Nomads. And we just had a webinar with Anne from uh, Nine Co-Living Internet Yes, Effect. absolutely. And yeah. she was sharing uh, about the importance of letting the community, exactly like you were saying, letting the community um have a say and like feeling empowered and making decisions and so they can feel at home as well and feel involved but it's also difficult I'm sure when you are you're you're building your own dream you have a vision you have a plan and all these people are coming in and you have to make space for them to, to also you know have inputs and how do you feel when people I mean, it's, it's it's exciting because it feels you're doing a great job because they want to stay. But also, the longer they stay, the more they might feel like they have a stake in, in like this place is theirs as well. 
Yeah, that's an interesting question. And we talk a lot about contribution, uh, you know, at Dohani. So even we were, even with you members, it's like, what are you here to do in Cyprus? What are you here to do for yourself? What are you here to do for the community? But also how, like, how can you contribute? Uh, even for people that come for one month, you know, two months, like, is there anything that you'd like to contribute? Um, you know, to the place as a place, like for example, we'll, we had a gardening workshop, like we, we actually did a permaculture, like organic garden where everyone, even, you know, longer term and also shorter term members contributed to, to making that happen. Um, with the longer uh, like stay members, for sure, you know, they there's, there is, you know, conversation that needs to be, like we need to have a conversation with them to understand also what their needs are you know it also can be, get a bit tiring for them to be seeing constantly people in and out you know is their home is the space the one community the sea community but at the same time in a co-living space that operates with slow travel and remote workers there's constant change and it's also like it can also be challenging at times to see people coming in and then having to say goodbyes every single three months but it's also something that raised a lot of questions for me myself because I live on site and I'm also experiencing this constant change and it's nice to have some stability and there's moments where I think you know perhaps there could be a space for longer co-living members that really want to settle more than six months and really want to make their home a co-living and so I am actually thinking this has raised questions how can we make that happen how can we have a part of Dohani where there's more permanent members for stability and then all these travelers come in and they make Dohani their home for you know some months and they contribute and, and they get back from it and then we can create this kind of like uh community yeah, structure ecosystem yeah, yeah, yeah ecosystem yeah, yeah. wow yeah I was going to yeah. ask you if you were living on site. It's a very big question for a lot of co-living founders. And uh, absolutely. I mean, my my approach, like my first taste of co-living was actually a permanent one. So people stayed there for uh -huh. many years. And uh, I stayed yeah. three years. And so for me, wow. that was my vision. I thought, I thought co-living was like that. And then I discovered digital nomad and slow nomads and and I was like, yeah. oh, wow, okay, so people can actually do that in a shorter period. But even when I was living in the in the permanent one, when people were leaving after a year or two, it still, feel, it yeah. still felt like, oh, no, and then new people are coming, and then yeah, you have to really yeah. rebuild a whole relationship yeah. with these people in your home. Um, yeah. So it's definitely, I mean, it's amazing because you get so much from it. It's like your life, you're living one year in a co-living. We used to say one year in this place is like three years outside of it because you get so much. But it's also challenging emotionally because you see people coming, leaving. Sometimes, of course, there's some little challenges with people. You have to grow from that. So, yeah, it's always, I love the idea of having... A, a longer term and a shorter term and maybe they're they're very connected and there's a lot of movement between the two but still understanding that there are different needs yeah no absolutely i i hear you uh, and it's interesting that you stayed in a co-living for three years that must have been really yeah so everyone was was there for three years everyone was three years uh no it, some people have been there so it opened in 2020 wait sorry no 2016 mm -hmm. in stockholm and then it's still running so people have been there since the beginning people have been there six years um i think the the average state right now is like two years uh 
Uh, I have friends who've been there, yeah, four or five years. Uh, some people stay one year. So the minimum, minimum, I think it's six months, but they're always looking for people to stay at least a year. Yeah. Uh, and people just live there as a, you know, yeah, they, they live there. <laughs> yeah, and I can totally understand that. I mean, it's nice to have a longer term residence, uh, you know, a dynamic is formed. Um, you can build stronger connections. You can You can really create that space where you can just express yourself more freely let's say i mean yeah i'm just trying to i'm i guess i'm, I'm trying to still understand uh i also quite enjoy having the shorter term residence i think there's benefits in both right and and it's like everything there's pros and cons like i think it's wonderful to have people coming in and out because they bring new idea they bring new energy when we stay too long in one place with the same people we tend to get into our routine and we don't feel you know we get lazier so that's great to have the people staying for shorter term but it's on the other side having people there for longer like you said you get deeper relationship maybe you can work on longer term projects as well have a real impact in the region so i think having both if you have the space and the, the the energy to do it i think it's amazing yeah, and it's and it's also really nice to see um what the longer term members bring to the community um you know, two longer term members that they've been now they've been there for eight months, eight, nine months. Uh, yeah, they bring a lot uh, back to the community as well, like how they become almost like local guides, even, you know, so if someone's <laughs> coming only for one month, you know, they, they feel that they can, you know, they become local guides and they can show them around the island. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and, it, and I think in a way it's really cool because it helps uh, share the the culture of the space as well, right? I guess it's when you have people people who have been there long, they can influence just by the way they act and the way they interact. People observe them and they're like, okay, this is how it's done here, so I, I'll I'll kind of do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, it, it actually it, it totally makes sense. Um, we feel that as well. And it also gives this uh, sense of feeling home because you're already walking into a place where there's more permanent residents that are rooted there. So there's already this kind of stability almost. So people that come in, they feel like, okay, I'm feeling there's a homely feeling here. It's not just like travelers that come mm. in and out of a place. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Actually, I have one question, and maybe I, I didn't search properly, but I couldn't find your website. Do you have a website? We are in the process of developing our website. All right. <laughs> uh, it's a, you know we focus we focused over the past two years on like building up the place, renovating it, and everyone laughs because they tell me, Christy, people and businesses start the website first and then focus on everything else, and you do it the other way around. But because I gave so much importance on really being present on the ground and interacting with all of the travelers that come to Tohani and really setting up the place, that the website came after. <laughs> and, and almost, I wanted to first do the, the experiment the first couple of months when I was running it before I actually built the website. And now here I am. And, and yeah, we're hoping to, to have a website soon. Uh, but, but people would normally book with us. W word of mouth, you know, works fantastic, you know, in the co-living world of digital nomads where everyone goes to Europe and they travel around all the co-living spaces. Like word of mouth works really well. We've had a lot of our guests that came to us 
because of word of mouth. And then, of course, you know, Instagram, social media and platforms like, you know, forliving.com. Now we have Map Melon, which is a really good platform as well for locating for living spaces and Nomad Go. So there's all this like new platforms that are appearing, which are really helpful. Um, Still, so, yeah. I'm so impressed. I don't think I've, I've seen a place that gets to be booked and doesn't have a website. Good job on the word of mouth. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. How, how big is the place, actually? How many people uh, so, can you have? Uh, we have nine rooms in the building. Mm-hmm. And then we also have like an extent, extension one room. Uh, so I stay in the building as well as the community manager. So we have a community manager on site as well. All right. Yeah, I was going to ask you if it's just yeah. you doing everything. <laughs> um, Silver joined Ohani exactly one year ago, and uh, you know she's a she has she's a natural community focused person, and uh, she 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 loves uh, bringing beauty uh, into everything she does, and she definitely it was such a breath of fresh air to to also have uh, someone join in and and manage the community and bring people together. That's amazing. It's when you find the right people to work with you, it makes everything so, yeah, it really has to be people who understand community as well. That's such Absolutely. A, yeah. yeah. And they would anywhere live in communities, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle. I, you yeah. know, I find it as a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that you decide to have and, yeah. you know, it's, you know, it's not really, it's not really a job. It feels like a lifestyle. You know, I'm there, I'm present. I live with, with people that come and go and creating a community and it's, it's, it's definitely a lifestyle. Yeah. What would you say now, two years in, like, what would you say if you had to say like the, the, the greatest surprises and the biggest challenge, maybe you can do one of each. The greatest surprise is that um, things don't happen that quick, you know, um, I, when, when I first started the project, I was also I had this illusion that everything would happen overnight. Mm. Uh, it takes time. It takes time, it takes patience, it takes interacting, learning from people, learning from the community. It was very surprising to see that, yeah, that that actually it takes time to build a core living. You know, it doesn't happen overnight. And it, what what people bring to the core living, uh, it wasn't surprising as such that I knew that, of course, you know, it was people are going to bring to the community. It was more that when I first started, I thought that everything would happen overnight. I really did have that impression and it takes time. And I would tell anyone that, that is looking to start a core living, it's just such a beautiful journey, but to give themselves time to really understand the type of people that want to be part of a community, understand the type of people that want to come to speak to Cyprus, um, you know, understand what people are looking to do when they're in Cyprus, you know, what, what are some of the activities? So it takes time. Of course, uh, managing an 100-year-old building comes with its own little surprises. Uh, it's a beautiful sure. building, uh, but uh, of course, understanding the building as well. And, and it, that also, you know, in the beginning, renovating it, it, it took longer than I expected. Um, the challenges is... Um, the challenges is the beginning is always challenging uh until you find the rhythm um understanding uh the community structure understanding how to have how to voice your values as a community you know like 
who what is Tohani all about you know like how like what type of people are, are part of this community you know um uh, I, but, but but in general like you know managing solo you know sometimes managing when you first start something like the solo journey as an entrepreneur, it can be quite challenging, like feeling that you don't have a network or a community. And especially because um, it was very new to Cyprus, you know, so there was not really an existing network that I could go and belong to. It was all just learning. It was a process of learning. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I can only imagine. I mean, I'm part of a network and I already feel it's hard. So I can't imagine doing this like, yeah, as the, as the first one where you are. Um, and I completely relate to um, expressing your values and what it was really challenging for me. So we had this three months pop up uh, now in, in the winter when we first arrived. And I mean, most of it was it went really well but it was really hard for me I've, I've been researching and writing and working with co-living for the past five years so I've I, I think it's fair to say that I'm really good about the theory but when it comes to facing the people it's a very different situation and so all the ideas that I had and the perfection that I had in my mind and then I was faced with real people and it was really hard to to say, oh, this is not how I want to do it here, or this is not how we're what we're about here, and and we don't want to do that. And and but also, I'm really bad with confrontation or telling people off. So it's just like, but we want people to feel safe, and we, yeah, there's so many different yeah. things that I yeah. have not thought that would be so hard face to face. Yeah, it's so interesting. I mean. 90% of what happens in a community is what people bring to the community. And, and you're right to say, how do you, um, you know, know your values as a community, as someone that, you know, created the space to create this community and really confronting when what happens around you is not in alignment with the values in the space. And that's definitely a challenge, you know, because you've created a space and there's a certain set of values and really voicing those values. And I think after those first months of doing that repetitively, then it happens organically because then you feel those values. So you're already just, you know, without even, they are set now when new members come, you know, people already know the values, but also you create your voice through, of course, social media, you know. Um, you know, Dohani is a place, it's in the rural part of, of Cyprus, uh, it's surrounded by nature, you know, we want people that know that it's not, it's not in the city center, you know, um, it's somewhere where people can enjoy nature and we love to have people that really appreciate that we are like 15 kilometers away from the historic center. And we are tacked in nature, around by pine trees and olive trees, you know, people that want to take part in life, you know, olive picking and understand how like olive oil is made, you know, or harvesting grapes or, you know, understanding the idea of permaculture and compost and, you know, um, so all of this, but also like a community that wants to learn and grow and share and so that's why we, we have a set calendar of activities. So, uh, you know, every Monday we'll have a family. Move, by the way, shall I move? I think there's a lot of noise around. 
Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Sorry, my internet is a bit. Um, I think is it is it better if I is, is it better if I move? Is a lot of noise around now? Uh, yeah, we, we can try that if you feel like you can you can move. Yeah. Okay. Let, let me move. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of noise right now. Okay, is it better now? Hello, it's great. Yeah, super. <laughs> so um, what I was saying, so the one of the ways to really set the structure for, for our values was also to create a set calendar of activities and workshops and dinners. Uh, we, we, of course, as a colleague, we stand for connecting uh, with one another, mm -hmm. connecting to local culture, connecting to nature, um, unwinding, connecting to oneself. So the space already allows us to do that, you know, connecting with nature, the space, that will, the way we we'll design the, the space uh, brings people together. So now uh, when new members come in, we all sit together and we're like, okay, how can we, you know, what type of family dinner do we want to have that will be around connecting with one another? Is there any theme that we want to introduce here? Then we have, you know, the days where we have Skillshares. Is there anyone in the community that would like to, you know, teach us something, share their knowledge? And mm -hmm. most of the times, you know, as, as human beings, we feel that we're not as, we don't recognize how resourceful we are because we're yeah. like, okay, you know, perhaps I know something, but everyone knows knows what I know. You know? Absolutely. But in yeah, actual yeah. Fact, you know, we're so resourceful, but we don't recognize it. And it's only with time that we realize, wow, how much we learn from one another. So we create spaces where, but there can be skill shares. And then we also have local activities where we get to connect, no, not only to, you know, going on a hike, but about also connecting to local people here, you know, introducing people to the villages of Cyprus that are quite abandoned, uh, some of them, and connecting people with local people. What can we learn from local people, you know, living in Cyprus? That's How can amazing. we travel differently, a little more slow and, and really boost local economy? And not spend only, you know, in the city center of Limassol. So that's kind yeah. of also part of the of, of the Dohani values is let's go and visit, you know, a grandfather mm. that knows how to, you know, make a chair the traditional way, or like uh, you know, uh, or a grandmother that knows how to teach us how to make a chair or make halloumi cheese uh, or make wine. So we also very much about that as as, as a community. Mm, the local impact, I think, is so such an important part. And I think that's something, obviously, we just arrived. So, but that's really something we want to, to integrate somehow. We don't want to be the people that came from London and took over this place and only have internationals here. Like We, we also really want to understand what's the ecosystem, uh, what yeah. are the events that are happening, what, what are people doing here and how can we support and, and help. So I love that. I think there's so much to learn from, yeah, places like yours that are already doing it. Uh, it's beautiful. And actually when I was in Anseo a couple of weeks ago, we were all just talking about that because they're also doing amazing work with, with local impact. Yeah, it's and beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful it's, what they're doing. Yeah, and I think you and they are busy doing it and they don't talk about it to others so much, but when you actually witness it, it's wow, so inspiring. Mm. 
yeah, sometimes it can often be overwhelming, I must admit, you know, to having to uh, be constantly active on social media and really passing mm. on the message of what you're doing on the ground. Because, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of being present and I spend yes. very little time on my phone, social media. And, and it's, it's actually one of the challenges as, a, as an owner of Dohani is to really constantly try to understand how to balance that because uh, it, it's very hard sometimes. Absolutely. Uh, I completely yeah. relate to that. So sadly, I'm on my phone a lot for my work, but I've realized that I'm supposed to do the, the Instagram for Selgars and I am so not good at it. Like I can do it for my clients for other places, but I'm when I'm in the garden doing things, I'm not taking pictures of it. We've just renovated the whole place and I didn't take pictures of before and after. Like I just, I forget. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh yeah, no, yeah. I should have thought about that. And yeah, yeah, I'm just not not good with it. So when it's your own project, it's really hard to to be yeah. also objective. Yeah. And yeah, 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 because also like you have other things to do, which is you know the yes. gardening. And then all yes. of a sudden you're like, oh, but actually I also need to do some like understanding how to capture the moment of the gardening. So. Uh, yeah it's often not very easy but yeah. I, I, understand. I understand we learn we learn um I think I can't remember if it's something you wrote in the form or if it's something that I read on an article that I read about you and you said you want to change the way we perceive home and my question is always at the end like what makes a home for you and so I'm really excited to hear your take on it yeah, that's a very interesting question. And it's one that uh, I often, when I was on the road, asked myself that question, what is home for me? Because when you do feel home in many different parts of the world, you start thinking and, and questioning that, well, you know, if I was to settle, where would I go? And for me, home is really being able to express yourself and being at ease. You know, it could also be a physical space, but not necessarily a physical space, but it's really, you could carry it with you. But in this environment, how do I express myself, you know, and, and do I express who I am? Do, can, I, can I be at ease with the way I express? And of course, with that comes feeling comfortable to be able to be that, to 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 express yourself, but also being at ease with it and feeling that you can have people around you that support that and you also support them for expressing themselves um it, it, so so i still feel home in many parts of the world and initially i felt that it was a bit of a curse because i didn't know where i wanted to be but finally i realized that there's also a blessing to be able to feel home and connected in so many different parts of the world is such a blessing but my my question was always how do i carry this feeling of feeling home, for example, in Indonesia, because I feel home in Indonesia, but also in Colombia, how do I bring it with me here to Cyprus, you know, a small little island? What made me feel home in Colombia that I can translate now and bring it back home with me? And what is it that made me home and feel like home in Indonesia that I could bring it back with me? And it's all this collection of, of feelings of home all over the world that I could now bring back and it was expressing of, of, of myself it was an expression of myself so yeah <laughs> that's it really uh, it's a very is... complex question but yes in I a nutshell asking... you know in a nutshell <laughs> I love asking it because I always get such different answers which is fascinating right because somehow 
we've uh, we live in a society i would i guess like modern society that kind of like gives us a, a cookie cutter answer of what home is it's like this square and this you know and you just live there with your family your blood related family uh but actually all the people i've talked to and it's more like six more than 60 people now they all have a different i mean it's all comes to safety and comfort and feeling safe and but they all have a different way of talking about it. So it's so fascinating. And I love I love getting so much input from that. And the idea of being able to express yourself is so, so important. I love that. Thank you so much, Christy. Thank you, Morgan. Been- Thank you so much for making it to the end. You'll find more information about my guest in the description of the episode. If you want to share your own experience or know someone who should, Do reach out, I'm always looking for new stories.